magic makers, Kelsey Foremost, your host of Find Your Magic Here, the podcast where mental health and entrepreneurship meet. And today we are talking with Noe Kalfa, who is the founder of a small business marketing agency called Worth the Journey. And this conversation is perfect for you if you are just starting out or if you are in a place where you're like, I think I might actually need to pivot what I'm doing in my business. This conversation is so practical and it really is meant to demystify a lot of sort of marketing speak that you might be hearing from outside sources or in your own research. I know that creative types And when I say creative, that doesn't just mean like artists or photographers or um, musicians, whatever, someone who's in a quote unquote creative field. When I say creative, I mean course creators, uh, people who are building unique businesses, people who are service providers. When you are your own business, your own brand, you are a creative. And A lot of people, when you're creating your own thing to share with the world, you're carving your own path. I have this theory that we are perfectionists because to be a creator, you kind of have to understand the end product. You have a vision, right? Of how you want your gift to come to fruition. You have a vision of how you want to make money from that thing. You have a vision and goal of how you see yourself showing up in this fully realized version of your dream. And that is so much pressure. That is so overwhelming. Um, And it feels like this huge weight of all of these things that you have to do to get to that vision. And it can be such a trap because when we do that, we really box ourselves in and raise your hand. If this sounds familiar, you get this idea and you go zero to a hundred real quick. You decide to maybe try to copyright the thing, get the brand, um, Instagram name, build your own website, uh, do all these marketing things. And like you do that for a few weeks and then it's so overwhelming. It feels like the needle hasn't moved. You're not making quote unquote enough money from it and you burn out and you let the idea die. I'm raising my own damn hand when I'm saying that. So this conversation with Noe is so valuable because he is Yes, he runs this small business marketing agency, but he's really at his core, a business coach. He does web design, he does branding, but he has this very kind energy, this very nurturing energy. It might also be because he's a certified yoga instructor. So he definitely, in talking to him, it feels very warm. It feels very encouraging and inclusive. And in this conversation today, We talk about, first of all, just giving yourself a break, giving yourself permission to feel overwhelmed in the first place. And then as the conversation goes on, we got into this idea of giving you guys practical tent poles, like milestones that you definitely are going to hit as you build a business, but then giving yourself freedom 
within the, like between the steps of putting up those tent poles. So what do I mean by that? You have to, there are certain things that you have to hit, right? You have to have your brand, your idea. Um, you have to have a website and a web presence. You have to start making money. You have to start building your business and the way that you make money. And then you start delegating and hiring people and you grow and you grow and you grow. But the best, most successful entrepreneurs are flexible and in flow and have fun on the way to all those milestones. And sometimes that means going back a few steps and recalibrating. And that's great. That means you're going to be more successful. So if you are just starting out feeling really overwhelmed, feeling like you don't know very much about this world and you have a great idea, but you don't really know how to start your business. Not only is this the conversation for you, but I highly recommend you go check out Noe's site, which is worththejourney.com. He has a great quiz up there on diagnosing your business's blind spot. So no matter where you are, it's sort of a good temperature check um, to help you understand what's the next best step for me. What is right in front of me that I can work on now? so that I can move towards that more fulfilling life and potentially quit my corporate day job and really give myself more time, more energy, more personally fulfilling work. So please enjoy this amazing conversation with my friend, Noe Kalfa. Noe, I feel like this is such a long time coming, first of all. Totally. <laughs> yes. We've been longtime lurkers on each other's <laughs> Instagrams, and I always appreciate your content so much. And I am so impressed and just flabbergasted, overwhelmed at how much video content you're able to put out into the world on a regular basis. Like, bow down, kudos to you, sir. <laughs> yes, I do put out a lot of video. Um <laughs> yeah, I kind of did this relaunch recently, like in November and, and I was working with a friend who was helping me and, and she was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to come up with this great map and we're going to, you know, plan this all out. And I recorded 80 videos in about three weeks and it was all I was doing. And I totally did not have to do that many, but <laughs> it was like, it was some ridiculous number. And, but it, what it did was it helped me just like get it out. And now what I know, and this is maybe a thing we can touch on later is yeah, I feel like for everybody, we, we have infinite content in us. It's just, it's there. We just got to tap into it. Um, I love that. We absolutely have infinite content. And I think that that is the biggest roadblock to people freaking starting is yeah. Especially I have this theory that creative people and creative people can be anything from creating a business to cre creating art, whatever you are making something and sharing it with the world. I have this theory that all creative people are perfectionists at heart. And uh -huh. the reason I have that theory is because creative people, you almost 
have to have a brain where you can sort of envision the final product or you sort of know where you're going or you know what kind of thing you want to create. You know what kind of course you want to write. You know what kind of business you want to build. You know what kind of painting you want to make. And because we have this idea of the final product, when it doesn't immediately look like that, or when we learn that there are a lot of steps we have to take to get there, we get Mm -hmm. overwhelmed because we're seeing everything at once and we shut down. Yes. And so when we take something as simple and small as creating a tiny piece of content, it's not just creating a tiny piece of content. It's like the entire tsunami of content (laughs) plan for the whole year of 2022 is upon our soul. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. It's like, that's how we feel. We've got to have it all mapped out. Well, and, you know, I want to turn this around on, on appreciating you because sometimes, so like, you were one of my early Instagram inspirations Aww. where, yeah, I had, I had like a, a small <laughs> handful of accounts where I was like, Ooh, if I could get my account to feel like this, where it's like really helpful, it's genuine. I get, you get kind of this insight into some vulnerability. Like that's all, those are all the things I believe in. Um, but at the same time, seeing you where like, you're quite a, quite far ahead of me, I would say. And I don't know, maybe relative objective relative but like whatever (laughs) but like you've been around for a lot longer than me on instagram and you've developed your style and all that fair and sometimes we can take that and turn it into like that planning out the whole year because it looks like you've planned out this you know everything (laughs) right (laughs) just because you've developed it so much right (laughs) And that I think, right, can become a block, but at the same time, it can be an inspiration and like, mm-hmm. it can help us get unstuck to like follow people who are interesting or to, you know, just tune in and, and see, oh, you know, other people are talking about this and this. I could totally talk about my subject in that way. I love that. I love, I really don't want to gloss over something you said, which is um, that you had a handful of accounts that you liked how they made you feel. I, that is the most valuable thing that anybody who is trying to share a gift with the world needs to hear. It is not about how things look. It is not even about the content itself. Like the words that you're saying, it's about how you make somebody feel when they land on your brand. And that's what your Instagram page is, right? It's a personal brand. And I love, love the idea of putting those two things together, taking that as a puzzle piece of like how it made you feel was inspiration, but just because you're not looking exactly like that thing immediately, not letting that be a roadblock. Uh Uh-huh. That is, yeah, that's so important. You know, actually, as I was, I was, I was thinking about like, are there any like kind of recent nuggets of wisdom that have come to me that I would want to share, you know, in the interest of like being current and not just saying the same thing that I always say to people. Uh, One thing that's really come to me is seeing that starting anything is like this long ramp. And I think I, I've always thought of it as like, oh, there's me here. And then if I just do everything perfectly, I will get there. But really it's just one, like with content, it's just one video at a time or one post at a time. Mm -hmm. And then that 
you know, I post this thing and then somebody has a question and I'm like, oh, I'll just answer that question in the next post. Then you make another one and then you have another idea while you're working out. Okay, great. There's another one. And it's like this slow ramp. Do you know what's funny? I still remember one of your videos that just, it stuck with me in my brain was you were doing a video where you're meditating and then all of your ideas, your business ideas are coming to you <laughs> while you're meditating and you're like, ah, oh, thoughts, but they're helpful thoughts. What do I do? <laughs> so, true. And that's actually a very proven thing. Like if somebody listening to this is like, okay, yeah, content is super important and how I make people feel is important, but how do I actually get the practical ideas for the content? A lot of times what Noe just said, answer somebody's question. That's my favorite place to start. If you get a question in your DMs or a question um, on your website or even competitors FAQ pages, uh, huge, uh, huge, huge, valuable place for inspiration for content. Um, that's good. The competitors blogs. I know. Right. I like, you know, love this. I nerd out about this stuff. You, you know, guys. this stuff. Well, and, and I also just want to plug your copy class, which I've taken. Oh my and gosh. Thanks. I used to redo my website, which we were just talking about. Yay. Um, and, but part of that is you like you, you, one thing that stuck with me is your, you said, call it a swipe file yeah. where you like, oh, I'm just going to like store all these little lines, whether it's, you know, from a competitor or from a client or from a whatever, and just start to compile those. That's genius. Puzzle pieces. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that a lot of people get hung up on swipe files too, because they're like, oh, I'm just copying somebody else, but it's not that at all. You're taking, you're taking information of like, okay, what brought me in, right? Like what about this? Oh. You, you get to be a little bit of a, of a Indiana Jones exploring your own consumer psyche. <laughs> you're totally. looking, you're looking for that, um, that magic ingredient of like, what made me open this email? What made me enter my information on this form? What made me download this freebie? And you'll start to notice that there are these through lines that get you to take action. And I'm so, I'm like, so gratified you took copy class because before this call, I went on your website and I was like, oh, wow, his website copy is like legit, really good. And it flows and <laughs> And he always got some social proof right at the top. Look at him, value proposition. <laughs> this guy's gold. He's got it. So I'm like, very, very gratified to know that copy class. Um, That's really funny. Yeah, but it's true. Like, don't be afraid to steal like an artist. Don't be afraid to pay attention to your own experience and use your own experience and infuse that into your business and your content. And naturally you're going to adjust it to fit your personality. So don't be worried right. about copying. Right. Well, I think a great example of that is like, um, you know, TikTok or Instagram sounds, right. You'll have yeah. like how many thousands or hundreds of thousands of people make a video with the same sound. And it's yeah. not that we're stealing this sound. It's that we're like making our own version of here's what I would do with this, you know, as a background. I feel like it's the same thing. I love that. And we also, I would say like, we all need to hear things from a certain perspective. Like I took your copy class because the way that you were talking about copy kept giving me ideas and kept making me like realize something and then I would try it and it would work. And I'd be like, oh, this makes sense. So I'm like, yeah, of course I'm going to sign up for your class because you speak the, the way that I understand this topic. 
And I think it's the same thing for everybody listening. Like you are that person for somebody else. Yes. Yes. And people will find you because they, they find that your language or the way you, I don't know, just talk or whatever it is, that feeling thing. Yeah. yeah, You feel seen by that person. I think Uh, that that is the, the driving force for me of how I choose to work with other people, work with other entrepreneurs, work with uh, service providers is something in their copy, their content, their branding, whatever makes me feel like, oh my God, me too. Or, oh my God, somebody finally gets it. Uh Or, oh my God, I finally understand this complex idea. Like some Uh people, like there are people who do not want copy class at all because they want the numbers, they want the analytics, they want the conversion rate stuff. Like, and that's great. There are lots of other classes and teachers who do that. Love that. Um, But you and I, I think one of the reasons we connect so much is because we have that emphasis on the practical approach. And I hate the phrase dumbing it down. Um, Let's say making it much more accessible for Mm -hmm. people who I think there's this weird (laughs) to get a little more philosophical. There's this weird, like, like gateway thing where when people get into business and they've been in business for a while, they feel like they have to put on this air of like exclusivity And like, oh, well, if you haven't been in business and, and you don't know what ROI and KPIs, OKRs are, then like, you're not cool enough to be in the club and they shame people into buying their shit, which Uh I hate Uh Uh instead of being like, look, you might be at square one, you might be at square 10, whatever, but like, it's all the same stuff and let's break it down so that more people can be empowered to share their gift. So magic makers back when I was freelancing full time and I only had one-on-one clients, I was in such a pickle because I really didn't understand how I was going to be able to scale my business and be able to actually make money without literally putting more hours in my day. I was so burnt out. I was so exhausted. I didn't know what to do. I hated having to hunt for clients every single month. And I am not exaggerating when I tell you the best thing I did in my business, looking back over the last three years is create a signature digital course. And I host that course on Kajabi. Kajabi is a sponsor of this podcast, but I would talk about them till the cows come home anyway, because They literally completely changed the way that I do business and have allowed me to pursue the projects that I really want to pursue because I just make money on autopilot. Now my course is out into the world. It was so easy to create and launch because not only do they have the best customer support I've ever seen in my life, but you can actually build marketing funnels and email funnels and like anything that you can possibly think of that you would need as a support for your online course, it's already on Kajabi and they show you exactly how to do it. So if you're like me and you're technology averse, Kajabi is literally the best 
option for you. And I shopped around and I am so happy I landed with Kajabi. It's the number one most trusted knowledge commerce platform for a reason. So if you want a 30-day free trial, head to kelseyforemost.com slash Kajabi. That's kelseyforemost.com slash K-A-J-A-B-I. I definitely felt that way for a while. Yeah. And and a lot of my early like entrepreneur inspirations were kind of like that. There's a pressure. There's a pressure There's in a the pressure. industry. There's that Tony Robbins energy that just yeah. comes at you and it sucks. <laughs> right. And it's like right, really big, really intense. Yeah. But it wasn't until actually I started like watching YouTube videos and 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 getting into like online content creators, mm-hmm. seeing that like like you could be sitting on your bed, wearing a hoodie, filming yourself. And as long as what you're talking about connects mm-hmm. or it makes sense, or it's educational, or it's is enjoyable, a value. funny, a sure. value in some way, that really makes a difference. And seeing that, oh, there's these people with great followings who are just, they're like shooting TikTok videos in their car, right? you know, with their headphones. It's like no production value. It's like, oh, you don't need all of this fanciness right. to be able to create something that's a value. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So I love that. Okay. So you do business coaching and you also do web design. Mm-hmm. And I would love for you to shine a little bit of light on maybe some ways that people who are starting with their business journey, or maybe they're starting to try to put together what their website might look like. Mm. What are some practical tips that you might give those people who are starting out or maybe starting out with a rebrand, um, to have that more practical approach? Yeah. Um, well, actually, uh, one thing I would say is I I like, so I have a really bad memory, so I'll try to come up with things. But one thing that you that anybody can do right now is on my website, there's this epic quiz that I made where it literally it took me forever to make it because it was like downloading the answers to that question at different stages. Yes. So sometimes when you're reinventing yourself, you're a little further along than when you're just starting out. But there's this quiz on my website at worththejourney.com that's uh, called Find Your Business Blind Spot. But really it's like it's like for what stage you're at, what's like the next thing that should probably be your focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of a, you know, if somebody wants a specific, like, yeah, specific, stage, go take the quiz. Go? Yeah. Uh, go take the quiz. That's my, my little plug, but, um, valuable plug though. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I guess the first thing I would say is start as simply as you can. Cause like you said, it's very easy to get overwhelmed and, project yourself out a year in advance and be like, Oh my gosh, how am I ever going to get there? Mm -hmm. And then what happens there is you're like kind of lost in thought and you never actually do the next thing that's in front of you because it seems all of a sudden it seems insignificant and small, but that insignificant thing is not insignificant. That's going to give you the next idea or it will lead you to the first client. Um, Yeah. So even though I, I do design people's websites, um, I always say, don't get a web, don't build a website until you really need it. Mm, uh, and yeah. I try to convince people to get three clients, paid clients, even if it's for a dollar before you build a website. I love that. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Because there's an element of flow and flexibility to that. That makes me really excited. I think one of the 
um, lessons that I ended up learning around like year two, year three in my business was to stay a little bit more open to where a, my inspiration was taking me, um, and not being super attached to a very specific outcome. Uh Um, and second, leaving room for flexibility because you have to listen to your clients. Like you have to listen to the people who are paying you. There were so many courses, offerings, downloads that I thought that I was going to make that I ended up scrapping because I got feedback from people who are already paying me about what they actually needed. And it ended Uh up changing the course of my business. Um, and it ended up changing the course of what inspired me. And so Mm -hmm. I think people are afraid because there's so much language around like setting goals and hitting milestones. And a lot of them have to do with money, which is completely arbitrary and like, (laughs) yes, have, have a good business plan, but like, there's so much value in staying flexible because where you might have a goal of like, I'm going to make $24,000. It's $2,000 a month from this business. And if you stick to just your plan and you hit that goal, great. But imagine if you stayed open and flexible and you came up with an idea that ended up making you $50,000 by the end of the Mm -hmm. year. But what would have happened if you just been super rigid and stuck with your blinders on of what you think you should be doing? Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. It's like, I I think there's something that feels safe about having an epic plan, Mm. but, but I think it's like you're, you're saying it's it's like, we're trying to control something that we can't like, ultimately we can't control how much money we're going to make. We can't control how many clients we're going to have. It feels terrible to say it, but it's, we can't control any of that stuff. And yet all these goals are like, we're trying to we're white knuckling our way to these these Ah, numbers these are pretty arbitrary numbers (laughs) right that we make up and then we get very upset about oh i just from a personal experience (laughs) (laughs) do you dream about people coming to your website and telling you I cannot wait to work with you. I've been looking for this forever. I feel like I already know you. Can I please pay you to help me? Or maybe you just want to feel more confident when you sit down to write something for your business, knowing your words aren't just evaporating into the ether of the internet, but instead are connecting with your ideal customers. Look, after years as a freelance copywriter, I can very confidently tell you that no matter what business you're in, great copy turns words on the page into dollars in the bank, just like magic, which is why I want to make sure you know that my signature course copy class is currently open for enrollment. Now, here's the thing. You can hire a professional copywriter. But honestly, that could cost you thousands and it just doesn't make sense to hire someone every freaking time you need to write something for your business, which is why I specifically designed copy class for non-writers, entrepreneurs who want to learn to write their own high converting copy without breaking the bank or spending hours staring at the blinking cursor of death. 
Copy class covers everything you need to know from the psychology behind why certain writing works to honing in on your actual ideal customer, AKA people who are truly going to give you their monies to how to write a website that converts start to finish. And finally, how to send emails that convert and sell. So if you want to learn more about copy class, see what's inside and hear from past students, head to kelseyformost.com slash copy class. That's kelseyformost.com slash C-O-P-Y-C-L-A-S-S. Yeah, I think it's taken me a long time to, well, actually, yeah, to get to this, this place where I don't really set goals the same way I used to. Mm-hmm. Like I, I definitely don't, I used to like plan out the year, the quarter, the month, the week. And now I'm like, wow, that like really just stressed me out and took a lot of time. And it's also a distraction. It's a distraction. And like you said, it changes. Suddenly it's like, oh, well, everything after this week is going to change because I got this and this feedback or people really like this thing. And now I'm just taking it into another direction or I was Mm -hmm. showering and I realized this thing, or I went on a meditation retreat and I realized that actually my true calling is not this thing that I was just doing. Right. Yeah. 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 And I don't want to minimize the feeling of like, I'm sure a lot of you listening are thinking like, yeah, but you guys, I have to make money. I have to live. I have to survive. Uh And we're not saying that money isn't a big part of it. What we're saying is don't box yourself in to one way of making money, Uh right? Uh If you open yourself up and you do a little bit more what in my opinion is mental health work mm-hmm. of being open to feedback, understanding what your unique gift is and really owning that and feeling powerful in that, communicating that with your audience in a way that feels authentic to you. Money will then naturally flow to you and probably more than you expected. That's across the board. I'm very confident saying every single person I've ever worked with who has operated their business that way has made more money than they expected to. Uh-huh. But the people who are super scared that they're not going to make enough money um, or who set really small, rigid goals about how they're going to get there, they burn themselves out. They do like, they go zero to a hundred really fast and then they get overwhelmed and they quit. Mm-hmm. Um or they get discouraged because they didn't hit that tiny goal or what might not even be a tiny goal. They get discouraged because they didn't perform the way they thought they were going to, and they just give up and go back to their boring corporate job. So what we're saying is it's not about devaluing (laughs) money. No. No, no, no. It's about valuing yourself so that people want to pay you more. Uh huh. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not about devaluing money or even effort. Like Mm -hmm. I also wouldn't want, want people to think that we're saying like, well, don't ever set goals or ever make any plans of any kind. Right. But I think there's like a softness. It's like you kind Mm. of, you make a plan and, and at the same time, you know, well, this, this could change. Right. Uh, And it probably will. And I think just with experience, eventually you just start to know that like, well, I'm going to come in with this idea of what 
of what this is going to be about. And then it will change and it make its own life, mm -hmm. but it's kind of like honoring the life of the thing that wants to happen right? rather than saying, no, but you should be like this and no, but you should be like that. And that I think is where all the stress part comes in. Totally. Honoring that, the thing yeah. that wants to happen. I love that so much, Noe. Oh my gosh. Honoring the thing that wants to happen. So how do we, how do we marry the two? Okay. So here's, here's me riffing here. Yeah. There are probably people listening. Cause I'm putting myself in your shoes guys. I'm thinking like, okay, yeah, but I also know that there are practical things that need to happen. So in order to create a business that is scalable and lucrative mm -hmm. and fun, right? Yeah. You want to make room for fun. <laughs> <laughs> like you're doing this, you're, you're wanting to quit your corporate job because you want a life that is more fulfilling and better and fun. And you have more free time and you don't have that time scarcity. Right. Right. So I think that there are proven sort of mile markers of things that naturally fall into place. If you create from this sort of mindset of honoring the thing that naturally wants to happen, mm -hmm. one is tapping into doing the work to being like, what is my gift? What is my voice? How do I want to show up? How do I want to make people feel when they interact with me? Right. Uh -huh. And I think, and chime in here, I think that step one of that is working with a few people, like you said, to refine that. And then I think a website and a social media presence is like tentpole number two. Totally. You, you said, you said first, like kind of what's first the, understanding the home base, what's your website, your, your offering, yeah. your, yeah. Like your, your, the very, very, very first thing, the foundation is what is your gift? What uh, is the thing that you want to give to people? And that can be anything from like, let's say you're a chiropractor, right? Just uh, random service. Then you uh, want to go out on your own. What why are you a chiropractor? What is the gift that you share? Is it that bedside manner? Is it diagnosing this very specific type of sports injury? Whatever it is, like your unique gift, your unique voice, like that's truly step yeah. one, the foundation. Totally. And then from there, you find a couple of ideal clients that you work with. And on the way to tent pole number two, you refine that voice, you refine that gift, you refine how you want to show up in the world. And then mile marker number two is website, social media presence, like personal mm. brand. Right. Yes. And I think a lot yeah. of people get stuck at mile marker two before they do one number Correct. one. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> oh, to I totally agree. Right. It's like, like if you want to be a yoga teacher or a, right, a chiropractor, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I wonder how many chiropractors listen to this podcast. Uh, I know one at least. Shout oh, yeah? out Katie Schlein, <laughs> my friend <laughs> from high school. That's great. <laughs> um, Who started her own chiropractor business. She left the practice she was in and she started her own. And it's like family wellness chiropractor. She does a lot of um, like child and infant chiropractor. That's her, that's her gift. That's her niche. And she has a super successful business. So there you go. That's great. Well, Proven. And, right. And it like takes some introspection. It takes, I mean, all the things that you talk about all the time, like that going in and then, you know, going out to find people, getting feedback and right. That's kind of the refining process. 
Yes, I 100% agree that that's like your tentpole number one that leads to, okay, getting it all on a website. Because yeah, at the beginning, there's a lot of ideating and a lot of changing things. Mm-hmm. And so if you, if you get that website up too soon, you're just going to change everything like 10 times um, and that yeah, could and cost a lot of money. Yeah, it's going to become an expensive procrastination tool. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to say it. <laughs> I'm taking that. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Expensive procrastination tool. That's true. <laughs> I, yeah. I learned that definitely. <laughs> Expensive both in money and in your own time because yes. it's a very fun distraction, let me tell you. Right. Super well, and I fun. think and I think this kind of is is another way to stress ourselves out is like going in and spending a lot of time, a lot of money on these things that are these that are built around our expectations of like, okay, this is what it should look like because I went over to so-and-so else's website and they look like this. So I should look like this. Hmm. It's like another way, just like planning out things into such exquisite detail that we never actually do them. Yes, It's just another way to stress ourselves out. But the one thing that just keeps coming up in my mind is I do believe in taking a lot of action, Yeah, which is like, like doing introspection takes a lot of action mm-hmm. doing getting feedback from other people try testing out your idea mm-hmm. you know asking for demo clients a lot of mm-hmm. action you learn a lot and even with social media putting something out there some yeah. horrible video posting it great you know you're it's like the first pancake's always kind of weird post <laughs> that pancake yeah i love that and do you know what i always tell people is guess what you can archive anything you want on social media at any given point, but guess how you're definitely 100% going to guarantee you don't get social media traction (laughs) by posting nothing. That's the number one. That's the only way you can 100% guarantee it's not going to (laughs) happen. The only way. Yeah. The only way, the only way. So we talk about these two mile markers and I would say, Yes, there's a lot of uh, mile marker number three, then to me is testing exactly what Noe is saying. Like you have done the introspection, you've done the work, you've refined your idea, but you're still open and flexible to taking feedback, right? Now you've mm-hmm. made the, the brand, you've made the website, you've made the social media, and now you're ready to start sharing it with the world and tweaking and refining according to how people are responding to it, just because it's so fluid, like, especially in that first year of business, I think the most successful people are the most resilient people and the best listeners. So I think tentpole three is like, figure out how you are going to test and get feedback. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. And then mile marker four is implementing that feedback. Yes. And I think at this point it is, I love, I love these, these tent poles where like (laughs) a tent is, is erecting itself. Right. Um, Yes. Tweaking things is like the perfectionist nightmare Mm -hmm. uh, because like, I just got it all perfect. Mm -hmm. And then you get all, you get these little feedback from people. Oh, I like this, but I don't really understand that. And you know, Mm -hmm. all those kinds of things. I wish you had this thing. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Big one, big one for me. That was the only reason I did email templates. I didn't want to do them at first, but Uh, when I had a ton of people in copy class being like, we love 
this idea of the high five, but I don't really know how to write these emails. I really wish you just like had templates that we could use. Uh That's the only reason I did it was because I had so many people giving me that feedback that was not planned. Uh So I think that's a really good example of taking feedback that now it's my, it's the second highest earner for me. It made 30% of my revenue last year was those email templates that would never have existed. Had I stuck to my original plan of course only. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. And I think you also get like a little, um, I don't know, spiritual growth in at the same time, which is your perfectionist breaks breaks down a little bit. Like, oh, this is helpful for other people. Oh yeah, I'm in service for other people. That's what I do for work. Oh yeah, okay, maybe this is okay to not not do this perfect thing that I thought. Yeah, Mm, Uh, I love that. Yeah, and also I think piggybacking on that, being willing to do things just because you feel like it or just because they're fun. This podcast is a perfect example. Like- Mm. I break even on it, um, but I don't make money from it, but guess what? It brings me so much joy and I am able to soak up so much amazing information from the people that I speak with. And it's just like Uh a fun excuse to have deep conversations with people. Yes. (laughs) And so don't be afraid to like, give yourself, um, some room to play, like Uh some room to fail. Um, Failure is like the best. It's the best teacher. And uh-huh. there's zero reason to be afraid of it. Like failure uh-huh. is the best gift because it literally is the only thing that for sure points you in a new direction. Yes. T- right. It, it's, it's a very loud teacher. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but yeah, so helpful. Well, and on, on this thing about fun, like that's what I always tell people with, you know, when I'm coaching folks who are like, oh, social media, it's overwhelming. Like, how do I know which channel to pick and how many should I do and all that? Mm. Like, what is the, you know, do you like to write? Do you like to be on video? Do you want to talk to people? What's fun? Because that's going to be sustainable. Mm-hmm. You know, like you've had some really interesting conversations on the podcast with people because you're a great conversationalist. Like that's, you know, part of your deal. That's and true. so that, that's like, right. That's like, that's one of those gifts, you know, one of the, those, you know, stage one things to consider tentpole number mm-hmm. one things. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, what are my particular gifts? Mm-hmm. You know? And for me, I think like videos are a really fun one. I've always been terrified of being on video and, uh, you that's know, worried about my self image and stuff. Yeah. Well, but like, spending three weeks making like 80 videos or something just like blasted me through that. And now it's like, each time I make a video, I'm like, oh yeah, this somehow it feels good. And I don't know if you're into astrology, I have some Leo totally. in my chart. So like, <laughs> you're there, kidding? There We're talking about fun. We're yeah. talking about fun. Of course I have co-star and the pattern and astrology yes, zone co-star. on my phone. <laughs> Love it. Let's Love add it. each other on co-star after this. Deal. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like what, what makes it fun? What brings out that kind of joy? Mm-hmm. And because it's so easy to forget in the pursuit of money that, uh, that we want to do the work that we enjoy. Yes. Which actually brings me to a point that I meant to bring up at the very beginning of this conversation was on your website, you share this amazing statistic and I'm just going to read it off, which yeah. is according to Gallup, 
80% of people worldwide are quote, disengaged at work, end quote. In other words, they're stuck working a job that's meh at best. That 80% of people, that is a huge percentage. And Gallup polls are extensive, you guys. That's not like Mm -hmm. a tiny sample. That's a very, very reliable source for statistics. (laughs) 80% of people just feeling meh. So meh is safe. Meh Mm. is safe. Going out on your own is very polarizing in that sometimes it feels, it never feels meh, but it does sometimes feel (laughs) really stressful and scary, Uh but it also feels so fulfilling and positive and aligned and like you have purpose, but I promise you it never feels meh. (laughs) that's a very good way (laughs) to say it (laughs) yeah yeah and like ups and downs but you you skip the meh part (laughs) you skip the meh and as you move forward in it the fulfillment and you get clearer on like what's lighting you up and what's exciting for you um and you maybe delegate some tasks at uh at an eventual point i think that would be tentful what are we on five six (laughs) I can't wait to write <laughs> this like out. That. I can't it's wait to write this. It's going to be a really big tent. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to put this in a blog post. It's a big, it's a big Definitely. fun circus tent. Yeah. Um, so whatever we're on tent pole five or six, it's like um, hiring people, delegating tasks that leaves, that makes the stress much less frequent and the fear much less frequent because you kind of know what you're doing now mm-hmm. and the fulfillment is much clearer and it's much easier and faster to pivot towards that fulfilling purpose-driven career. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, well, just briefly to come back to Gallup, there I, I keep getting emails from Gallup. And anytime I look at them, there's like new studies that are tapping into slightly different categories, like how many people during the pandemic have left their jobs. Mm-hmm. It's like an enormous amount of people who are like, you know the world's on fire. Like I'm not happy with my job anyway. I'm out of here. And it's an insane number. Um, And there's so much of that going on that I really do think it is this invitation to turn inward and start to go through these tent poles uh, with, with your own passion. Um, But yeah. And then right at some point, learning how to pass things off is a big deal, Mm -hmm. which I feel like, I feel like maybe these tent poles is also like a secret way to start to break down our perfectionist. Yeah. Because even letting go of control of our stuff. Oh my God. Which is required (laughs) for delegating (laughs) is another level of breaking down our perfectionist. Like, well, but I don't know if anybody else can do it, you know, perfectly like I can, Mm -hmm. even though we made up whatever that perfect was. Yeah. 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 Because it's our vision. It's our baby. That's so true. And one encouraging thing I'll say on that point is that it gets so much easier like after uh-huh. you do it the first couple times, now I'm like, take this off my plate. Here's this thing. Uh-huh. I don't want to send these emails. I don't want to write these show notes. Take it, take it, go with God. Like, <laughs> and I am yes. free then to have that space to play, to listen to clients, to listen to people online and be like, how do you want to feel? What would help you feel less scared of? writing your website? What would help you feel 
less intimidated by writing your very first email funnel and Mm -hmm. actually having the space to make those things because I'm not worried about editing the ums out of this podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like an extra, an extra rocket boost to like, Mm -hmm. you know, it gives direction and also energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and when, when passing things off, the, the thing that I have started to do is whatever area I don't want to be doing, I find somebody who's just way better and smarter at it than me. Yeah. And the result is I'm just surrounded by people who are way smarter than me <laughs> in all areas of life, which is great because, you know, these people are highly It's a shortcut. It's a secret. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I think we spent, or I, I, I'll just make it about me. I spent so much of my time trying to make sure that people take, took me seriously, that I was proving myself. And so there's this whole mentality around like, okay, I need to be the best person so that then people respect me. I think it's the opposite. Yeah. Put way smarter people around you and then you'll get all these ideas. You'll get motivation. You'll get help. You know, you'll also get more trust. I think that that's Uh a really cool side effect that not a lot of people expect is if you are vulnerable as a leader, and that's what you are, if you're hiring people and you are bringing people together to create something new, you're a leader. Yeah. And if you can be vulnerable enough to say, Hey, I don't know anything about search engine optimization. Can Uh you help me with this? Can you contribute to this team and this idea? And I value you enough to pay you, or I value you enough to do an exchange that, you know, I want to give you something of value for this information Mm -hmm. that inspires so much trust. And guess what? That person who just helped you with SEO is going to recommend you for copywriting or going to recommend you as their chiropractor or whatever it is. Yes. Vulner, you cannot have true leadership without admitting you don't know everything. Totally, totally. Well, and, and right, exactly. Because in there, there's uplifting other people as being competent, wise, which like all of us are, and all of us want to be seen that way. And so yeah, the best leaders that I know are people who will, you know, go over to you and say, Hey, you know, you know, if you're at a, I don't know, a yoga retreat or something and the yoga teacher comes up to you and says, Hey, I, I heard you singing the other day. You have a beautiful voice. Will you sing in our closing circle, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to feel amazing. Even if you're maybe terrified, <laughs> uh, but like you are being called out. And like, I've noticed in those kinds of situations like that, that person really is leading by including and calling forth people's gifts. Mm. Uh, also, I, I'm a yoga teacher on the side. So that's why I love I, that. Namaste. So, so much of my stuff is about <laughs> yoga stuff. Yeah. I love that. No. And that's another reason I wanted to bring you on this podcast is because you and I are both obviously spiritual seekers. And that is a piece of my personal journey that really was rocket fuel for me, which is understanding that feeling vulnerable or feeling scared is actually a good thing and exploring maybe why I feel scared instead of letting the fear hold me back. I think that's yes. kind of, <laughs> that was like my big lesson of 2021 was um, that as much as I talked about like being authentic and whatever, I was like, oh, 
when I'm like really in that fight or flight mode, or I'm really scared to share some stuff, it holds me back. I go in inward and, Mm. and it's okay to go inward and explore inward. But, um, when you can translate that and share that, it gets you so much farther in the long run, because when you name the thing, you name the fear, you can't conquer the fear without naming it. Mm, Totally. Yes. Well, okay. I have a question for you then. Um, Yeah. With that, when is it, when do you find that it's skillful to share it with another person versus like naming it for yourself? Mm, Yes. Love that question. I think that it is intuition for me of, is this going to be inspiring to somebody who might feel similarly afraid? That is when I know for me, for myself, that's my threshold of like, I've processed it enough on my own where it's no longer going to be triggering or traumatic. Like I never want to overshare or share something too soon. Um, because that can, you know, that's just not super healthy in many ways. So I process it for myself. And then I think, how can I share the conclusions that I've come to in a way that might be inspiring to somebody who's feeling similarly stuck, feeling similarly scared, feeling similarly disenfranchised, disempowered, marginalized, whatever that is. And if I'm not the right person to have that conversation, I try to find somebody who is. Uh-huh. and amplify their voice. Uh-huh. I love that. Well, and I love that there's sort of a mini version of that that happens with ourselves. Like like when we're scared, working with ourselves through it, like working with, like almost like teaching ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you're scared. You know, whether it's your inner five-year-old or whatever. Yeah. And sort of having that moment with yourself and then being able to have that moment outside with other people. Totally. And I think that there, there's so much power in learning how to, um, self-soothe, but also, um, create that environment for yourself of self-love talking yourself up, um, self-validation maybe would be the best way to put that. I'm still learning that, but it is so incredible. The shift that happens when you take the time to truly talk yourself up and believe in yourself and um, learn in such a way where you don't need that approval from an external source, whether it's a romantic partner, whether it's a number in your bank account, whether it is a coworker, whatever. Uh-huh. I think that's like the lesson that I'm trying to continually learn over and over right now is how do you make sure that you feel good in your own soul so that no matter what anybody says about my work, I'm good. Uh-huh. Gosh, I think that's such a, a beautiful kind of lifelong pursuit to bring forward. Yeah, it is here. lifelong and, for sure. Well, and, and like, yeah, I think it's just so universal that we all struggle with that. I think maybe that's even part of like being a human is like, at first we can't take care of ourselves. 
And then, you know, and so learning how to do that on all these different levels, you know, physically, financially, and then emotionally is like, I feel like that's a big the deal. final frontier. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's right. It's where Star Trek's going. That's yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> Live long and prosper and also be emotionally intelligent. <laughs> yeah. Live long and feel your feelings. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, as you're, as you're saying that, my thought was uh, I've sort of developed this relationship with what I call my inner grandma, which <laughs> is really, it's really this, it's the way that my brain has come up with like, when I feel really small and scared and young, how do I be with that place? And there's this grandma that's like the perfect one to, you know, come take care of the little one. I freaking love this knowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's been so helpful, but it's like, I think it's just okayed for me being able to talk to my, talk myself through things mm. uh, and, and, and just giving me you know, an image, even though of course, right. I'm all, I'm making it all up myself, right? but, but that's so important. Cause it's like, you're trusting yourself to give yourself the wisdom that you need. Because when I think of grandma, yeah. I think not just old person, but wise person <laughs> who has yeah. lived a lot of experience and uh-huh. knows some shit. Like uh-huh. <laughs> She's seen some shit. Yeah. So she yeah. knows like this thing that you're worried about is not important or this thing that you're worried about is important. Let's come up with a plan to deal with it. Uh-huh. Totally. Yeah. There is, which is like our own wisdom. However, mm-hmm. however old we are, we've accumulated a lot of wisdom. And sometimes grandma just says, get your ass to the therapist. No way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she does. Every week she says that. Um, yeah, same. <laughs> same. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That, that makes me think of, um, there's one, one person in, in one of my communities who I would sort of consider like a grandma. And I remember, you know, asking her like, you know, how, how is it, you know, Carol's her name. I was like, Carol, of course it is. Tell me about getting older. And she's just, she just turns to me and she goes, no way getting older ain't for sissies. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. And I was like, huh? Yeah. May we <laughs> all, may we all channel Carol. I know. I know. It's true. It's true. It takes a lot of bravery. All of this stuff, you guys, from the practical business stuff to the deep soul work, it all bottom line takes bravery and that bravery deserves to be seen and celebrated. So Uh take it from us. We see you. We celebrate you. Yeah. Talk to us, DM us. Like these podcasts are flowing conversations. Even if you're hearing this weeks after this airs, I really hope that if this inspired you in any way or made you think about something or brought up a question, I hope that you contact Noe and myself because we are, we love having these kinds of conversations. Uh Please consider us resources. Um, Let us be, I'm trying to think like, how I can incorporate the tent pole image. <laughs> like, let us be the the pit crew for helping you put up these tent poles. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, having guides is so important. Yeah. And for so many reasons, right? Like, like I needed help with copywriting. So I took your course. Like that's your, <laughs> you're my, my Yoda of copywriting. Um, and, but like, there's, how you talk right that way. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That would be a really funny, like spoof on copywriting. Class. That would see you just gave me a content idea. Look at that. 
I love it. Uh, <laughs> right. But like our guides are so, so important in super practical niche topics and in just sort of broader, um, getting inspired, mm-hmm. uh, areas. So yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Reach out to us. Absolutely. Well, Noe, I feel like that's a great spot to sort of wrap up this conversation. But before we sign off, I want you guys to know that Noe has very generously given us a exclusive Find Your Magic Ooh. listener mm-hmm. offer for 10% off your first, first coaching package or website design, which is like giant. So thank you, Noe, for that. And you can find that code at worththejourney.com slash magic. All of these links are going to be in the show notes below and no way tell people where else they can find you and support you. Yeah. Um, I've been really into doing these videos. So I do like probably like a video a day, uh, on Instagram. So at no way Kalfa N O E K H A L F A, um, on Instagram, that's probably the best place to find me and, and do DM me. I love having conversations with people and, uh, and, and also just hearing about what you're doing it, because I like, as a business coach, it's so fun to work with so many different kinds of businesses. Mm. So anytime somebody shares a new kind of business, you're a, I don't know, pet mortician. Like, I'm curious, <laughs> I'm curious. What is your, how do you make your money? Like, how does your business work? What is that about? Like <laughs> me too. I'm very curious, but also that's like <laughs> funniest thing anyone has ever come up with on the fly (laughs) (laughs) i don't always have the best ideas but i have the weirdest ideas but Um, hey specific very niche niche (laughs) very niche very niche yeah uh so if you're a pet mortician out there i want to hear from you (laughs) oh my god oh man i'm dead no pun intended um no way what a what a note to end on. Thank you so much for being on Find Your Magic today. We're really, really grateful for your wisdom, your friendship. So yes, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Oh, it was a pleasure. All right, everybody, go out there and make some magic. Take care. Hey, Magic Maker. If you made it to the end of this episode, it means you're truly committed to inviting more magic into your life. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and follow Find Your Magic on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to this stuff. Each review truly means so much to me. Thank you for being here. Now go out there and find your magic.